Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we honor you and we bless you tonight. We tell you two things, sir. We are open. Come on, Wednesday, tell the Lord, say, I'm open and I'm ready. Tell him, say, speak, Lord, with clarity, with direction, with correction, with instruction for the rest of my days to be the best of my days. In Jesus' name, come on, saturate the atmosphere with five seconds of your worship. Come on, in the building and online, saturate the atmosphere. Five. Come on, I need to hear you Wednesday. Four. Wednesday, we got to make that sound. Three, two, come on, shout, speak, Lord. Let's go to work. So before you prepare food for others, and first let me check the room and check online. How many of you actually do Thanksgiving cooking? You, you cook as a part of Thanksgiving. All right, put your hands down. How many of you, you don't cook nothing. You just show up and you eat. All right, come on, hallelujah. All right. How many of you, you don't want nobody to experience your cooking because you... Thank you for the couple of honest people that are in the building. Before you prepare food for others, I need to feed you from our series, Spiritual Adulting. Tonight's message, I want to jump right into it. It's not them, it's you. It's not them, it's you. If you were ever dating someone and the person did not know how to accurately express what it was that their reservations or what their issues were, they would often say to an individual, it's not you, it's me. Watch me. This message is, in fact, the inverse of that because this is what spiritual adults do. Spiritual adults are not pointing the finger at everybody else. Spiritual adults are looking at themselves. So, therefore, I bring the mirror out again because if you're going to mature, if you're going to grow, if life is going to get better for you, you are going to have to look at yourself and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Hear me, your issue is not anybody else's problem but yours. Your challenge is not anybody else's problem but yours. Your, your idiosyncrasies are nobody else's issue but yours. Hear me. Your anger is nobody else's issue but yours. Your insecurity is nobody else's issue but yours. Your attitude is nobody else's issues but yours. Your money issues are nobody else's issues but yours. Your family issues are no. I need you to stop expecting other people to do for you what you're supposed to do for yourself. I need you to open up your mouth Wednesday say, it's not them it's me it's not them uh, you didn't say that thing with authority say it's not them it's me it's not them hear me you can't let anyone or anything trigger you to act like a child 
When you are a spiritual adult, one of the things you do is you take power from people to take you certain places, which means you have got to learn to recognize that there are certain people the enemy will send with the intent to trigger you to bring out the worst in you. I wish I had some people in this building and online where you've had people on your job that they knew exactly what to say to take you somewhere. You've had people, you're about to sit around some of them tomorrow at Thanksgiving where they know exactly what to say, exactly how to act, exactly how to look at you. You got your little business. You got your little, exactly what to say to try to trigger you. But I need you to be a spiritual adult tonight and say, baby, it may have worked last week. It may have worked yesterday, but you're not going to be able to trigger me another day of my life. Open up your mouth and say, I cancel my triggers. I cancel. Uh -uh, I need you to speak that thing with authority. Say, I cancel my triggers. I cancel what is a trigger? It is something that causes you to act in a way that you would not normally act. A trigger is closely associated with this psychological phenomenon in which we call the law of linkage. The law of linkage says, wherever I first experience something, my mind immediately links back to that thing that in which I experienced it. So I remember as a kid, it was around Thanksgiving. I put my hand uh, up to try to check what was going on over the stove. My mother was cooking. It was some chitlins. My mother was chicken some chitlins in a big roasting pot. And so this big roasting pot, I just wanted to see whether or not the chitlins were done. So I reached up over. I was a little kid. I reached up over to the stove to try to push the top off to check the temperature of the chitlins. When I did that, the top came off and so did all of the flesh on my wrist. Y'all not saying nothing. Why do I still remember that from when I was only four to six years old? Because it created a law of linkage. So every time I see that roasting pot to this day, I am reminded of what happened to me as a child. You're going to hear me. And you have to be careful that you don't start being triggered by things as an adult that take you into a childish place. You cannot be triggered as an adult where you acting out of your character because of how they acted. You can't let people get you acting crazy because they're acting crazy. You can't let people give you be rude and nasty because they're rude and nasty. I need you to open your mouth again when they say, I cancel my triggers. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, the apostle Paul says this. He says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned or made decisions like a what? like a child, but when I became a man, and this word became isn't automatic Wednesday, it means he had to decide not to be childish anymore, which means at a certain point, you have to make the decision, I'm not acting like that anymore. At a certain point, you have to say, I'm not shutting down the way I used to. I'm going to open my mouth and communicate. At a certain point, you got to open up your mouth and say, you ain't going to have me cussing and act a fool. I'm going to speak and deal with this situation like a... At a certain point, you have to say, I'm not going to eat my way out of this. I'm not, y'all not going to say nothing. At a certain point, you got to say, I'm not going to porn my way out of this, sex my way out of this, drink my way out of this, drug my way out of this. At a certain point, you have to decide to become a spiritual adult. Open your mouth when say, say, I make the decision right now. I uh -uh, I don't believe you. Say that thing with authority so every part of your being hears you. Say, I make the decision right now, right now. Paul said, when I became a man, a spiritual adult, he said, I had to make a choice. He says, and when I did this, here's how I knew that I made the choice. I gave up or I separated from my childish ways. Question, what ways do you have that are still childish? What ways do you have that are still, watch me, uh, that are still beneath the level of your spiritual maturity? You've been safe for 15 years and still don't speak to people you got an attitude with. There's a problem. There's a problem. You, you've been blaming everybody. You are 45 still blaming your daddy. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? You, you are 37 still blaming your mama. At a certain point, you have to decide to separate from your childish ways. And what does that mean? There are certain things that will not walk away from me. I'm going to have to walk away from them. There are certain people that, that take you back to childish places. Make sure that you have a circle and not a cage. Because sometimes you get around certain people and they trigger the very worst of you. And you have to be careful because even during the holidays, sometimes you start getting feelings of nostalgia and reaching out to people that are not really good for you simply because you remember the good old days. If the days were that good, they would have still been around. 
The Bible says that they left you so that it might be made clear that they were not of you because if they were of you, they would have continued with you. But since they walked away from you, it lets you know that it wasn't nothing in the first place. I need you to touch the person next to you and say, your circle is upgrading. Your circle. You're going to have people that bring up the best in you. You're going to have people that aren't leeches trying to take from you. You're going to have people that want to see you succeed and see you win and not pull you back into a childish place. Paul said, Paul said, I had to separate, which means there's certain people you're going to have to separate from. They're not going to walk away from you. They're going to call you repeatedly. You're not going to answer. They're not going to get the message. Because spiritual adults don't ghost people. Whoop. Spiritual adults have conversations with people. Y'all got quiet right there. Watch me, watch me. There are certain ways that are not going to just leave you. You're going to have to be intentional that I'm not reaching for this. Let's just say, let's just use this for example. I'm not picking on anybody. You know it's nothing but love. But let's say you always reach for a substance to help you deal with sorrow. You have to make the decision, I'm not reaching for this substance. It's going to be right there. The bottle going to be there. They're going to have a sale. And you're going to be, let me just get a little something to take the edge off. But when the edge comes off, so watch me, so does your good thinking. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. When the edge comes off, so does your, watch me, your spiritual adultery. When the edge come off, your draws do too. I wish I had some honest people in the building and online tonight. Watch me. Paul said, I separate. Which means there's certain things I got to walk away from it. It's not going to walk away from me. There's certain things, watch me, and notice he says, my childish ways. So some of the childish stuff that we deal with, it's not even external, it's internal. Which means sometimes you have to walk away from parts of you you've come to love. The part of you that likes to call people back and gossip, sometimes you're going to have to say, I walk away from that. The part of you that likes to worry, you're going to have to say, I walk away from that. Uh, I like old school music, and there's a song uh, called Walk Away From Love. I don't know that in Denver y'all know that song, but it's a David Ruffin song. Anybody know the song? Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. And in the song it says, I got to walk away from love. The, the point of the song was that there are certain things that I, you can love, but watch me, but love is not enough reason to justify being childish. Paul said, I separate from my what? Childish ways. Lift your hand and say, Father, in Jesus' name, give me the grace to separate from my childish ways. Now, Sunday's message was called How to Remain Thankful. And I just need to say, if you missed the 9.15 or the 11.15, you should definitely go back and listen to that or watch that. Um, we saw this spiritual adulting trait in two men, Job and Joseph, despite the hurt that they both faced. And I taught you this on Sunday, that starting thankful is easy, but remaining thankful is spiritual adulting. So what does this have to do? What does this have to do with, with childish ways? Because one of the ways that you know you're childish is when you are ungrateful. One of the ways you know you're childish is when you practice ingratitude. Um, we have this thing in American culture particularly where there's this sense of entitlement. And entitlement acts like somebody owes you something. And entitlement is different than expectation. Expectation says, I'm expecting, I have an anticipation or a hope for something good, but I don't walk around like you owe me something. Hear me Wednesday, nobody owes you anything. Well, Bishop, you don't know what I did for them. God used you to do it for them. But it was God, you, see how quiet it just got right there? Bishop, you don't know how I helped them. Listen, nobody owes you anything. Hear me Wednesday, God does not owe you anything. Come on, open your mouth, make this declaration, say nobody owes me anything. No. Uh -uh, say it with authority, say nobody owes me anything. Now, 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 why do we practice this childish trait of not remaining thankful? So it's easy to start that way. Somebody hand you some money, you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was walking in the back hall. Somebody said, Bishop, I need to put a seed in your hand. I said, bless the Lord. Let me bless your seed. What does it mean? It's easy to start thankful. But what happens is that if you're not careful, you can begin to lose your thankfulness and begin to have a sense of entitlement. 
And this happens often with Christians, and it's a childish way. It's a childish way to operate. It's a childish way to live. Watch me. Not only with God, but have you become, watch this, unthankful with people? Have you become, watch me, a spiritual child with your spouse? Oh, see how quiet it got? With your friends, with your pastor. See how quiet it got? It, it, I mean, it was silent. It was like silence of the lambs. Didn't nobody say nothing. All I heard was lights. All right, why do we become this way? It's because of one reason. Say pride. Now, if I was to say, how many people think you deal with pride? It ain't going to be a whole lot of hands that come up. Because most people are going to be like, I'm not prideful. <laughs> that right there? I'm not prideful, but shit. See, that right there? All right, watch me. Pride is also known as something called hubris. And hubris has these, these characteristics. Number one, it's a sense of superiority. So whenever you think you are better than somebody else, you're operating in pride. And when you operate in that pride, pay attention, you will not be thankful. Because you will think I'm better than other people. In America, we have seen this sense of superiority try to proliferate itself throughout American culture. Number two, self-importance. You will think you're far more important than you really are. But if I don't do it, who's going to do it? God will raise up another. But we don't have to tolerate your sloppy attitude. It's a sense of, it's a sense of not only superiority, but it is a sense of, watch me, self-importance. I was prom king of 1989 King High School. Sir. It is 22. It's a sense of self-importance. And then lastly, entitlement. Say entitlement. You owe me. We, we aren't thankful when we have a superiority, a view of superiority of ourselves, when we have a sense of self-importance or when we feel entitled. We will not be thankful. And not only will we not be thankful, what's going to happen is that pride practices ingratitude. Say ingratitude. This means you don't feel nor express gratitude. You know why it's difficult for some people to say thank you? Because they they're not thankful. You know why you got to tell some people to say, ain't you going to say something? Because they didn't feel like they needed to say something. You ever, okay, okay, okay. You ever done something for somebody and you just knew that they were going to express some level of appreciation to only have them not even say thank you? Okay, I got everybody in the building, everybody online. You ever let somebody over when you didn't have to let them over? And when they get their car in front of you, the least they could do is give you the thank you hand. And when they don't give you that hand, all of a sudden now you want to run them off the road? Or you pull up on the side of them and just... ain't gonna say thank you ain't gonna say thank you you still be on aisle if I didn't let you over you could at least say thank you church started seven it's 652 you ain't gonna you, you can. right you ready check check this out check this out check this. pride practices ingratitude it means it doesn't feel gratitude because it feels entitled you owe me this this is the least you could do, which is why no matter what, you have to practice being thankful for everything that God does for you, watch me, and everything that people do for you. Because watch me, while people should do right, people don't have to do right. Can we take a moment and thank God for just about five seconds for everything? Now, if you've ever had people do something for you, can you thank God for the people that he helped do something for you? You didn't make it to where you made it on your own. Somebody gave you something. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody sacrificed for you. Somebody loved you. Somebody gave you another chance. Open up your mouth Wednesday and shout, thank you. But pride says, I don't feel it, and I ain't expressing it. I don't feel it, I ain't saying it. See, when you recognize, let's go here. 
when you recognize that God could have left you polluted in your own blood, jacked up. See, you're looking at what your life isn't, but let's just go for a moment to what it really should be. See, watch me. For those of us that haven't been squeaky clean all of our lives, we can tell the truth that if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, and watch me, I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. See, if you really look at what it could have been, what it should have been, it's easy to feel and to express gratitude. But when you say, well, I deserve this. I went to school. Half the time. I deserve this. I've been working in corporate America. You ain't been working. You have on shorts under that Zoom. With a suit jacket on like you got a whole suit on. I deserve this. Do you know how many years I've put in? No, you don't. No, you don't. See, it's easy to remain thankful and have gratitude when you recognize that the good things you have are not because of you. It's because of two twins God introduced you to. Goodness and mercy. Come on here. Mercy is when God blocks something negative that you do deserve. And grace or goodness is when God gives you something good you do not deserve. Let's tell the truth. If it wasn't for those twins, how many of us can tell the truth? We don't know where we would be. Pride practices ingratitude. It doesn't feel thankful, so it doesn't express thankfulness. You cannot get people to do what's not in them. You know why it's such a struggle to get some people to do right? It's because it's not in them to do right. You know why it's such a struggle to get certain people to be honorable? It's because they're dishonorable. Okay? The theme of their life is that they disrespect everything. You ready? It doesn't feel nor express gratitude, thanks, nor appreciation. Watch me. Here's what pride does. Pride, it's not agreeable. What does this mean? It's argumentative. Pride and a lack of thankfulness, a lack of gratitude, it always want to argue. It always wants to fight. It always wants to say, well, look at it like this. We're not looking at it from multiple directions today. Today we're looking at it from one direction, and that's you looking at the person in the mirror. It's not agreeable. It always wants to get its side out. You see how quiet I just got right there? Because we are taught that Watch me. You need to express yourself. Great. True. We are taught you need to say your piece. Great. But here's the deal. What happens when you expressing yourself or you saying your piece doesn't actually contribute to anything constructive? You want to say your piece, but is it going to change the outcome? You want to say your piece, but, but there's no, there's certain things that there's nothing to argue about. Just let's get it done. While you're sitting here having a meeting about who's going to move the stool, somebody just needs to move the stool. While you're sitting here going back and forth with your, watch me, with your spouse about what needs to happen in the house, watch me, it's not getting done. While you are fighting with people and being disagreeable with people in the name of what? Here's what God says, that's pride. Here's what God says, that's, that's ingratitude. Here's the last definition, it's repellent. Say repellent. Come on, talk to me Wednesday. We almost done say repellent. All right, so here's what this means. Pride, which practices ingratitude, it's repellent. Repellent, think of it like a raincoat. Anything that hits it cannot be absorbed because it's repellent. Here's the principle. God says, when you are unthankful, when I try to bless you, you literally repel every good thing I send. Then you accuse God of not sending good things, but that's because when he sent them, you repelled them. You prayed for good people. He sent them, but your ingratitude said, I'm not staying to put up with this ish. Ish is the Hebrew word for man. Foolishness. I'm not putting up with this. Okay, what's me? It's repellent, which means God says, I gave you a job. I gave you exactly what you asked me for. But when I gave it to you, you took an attitude on it. 
So now who was fighting for you now wants to see you go. You have literally repelled what I sent. And the reason you repelled it is because you weren't thankful. I need us. We're about to take a thank you break. You ready? We're almost done. We're about to take a thank you break. There is so much that heaven wants to release that's been on hold. Because God says, why release it for you to repel it? And on this Thanksgiving Eve, your thankfulness will send a signal to the Lord that you're ready. Come on, Wednesday. We're about to go up and we're almost done. On three, I need you to release a praise of Thanksgiving that tells the Lord what I've been repelling, effective tonight, I'm ready to receive. On three, one, two, three, go, go, go. And I'm grateful and I'm appreciative. Come on, Wednesday. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I'm appreciative. I'm grateful, I'm thankful, and I'm appreciative. Tell them Wednesday, say I'm grateful, I'm thankful, I'm appreciative. Clap your hands like he's about to send rain. Clap your hands like he's about to send answers. Clap your hands like he's about to send resources. Hallelujah. This bump two or three people say it's on the way, it's on the way. Grab a seat. We're almost done. Grab a seat. We're almost done. So, so watch this. Um, I taught you this on Sunday. Remaining thankful is a command. It's easy to start that way, but spiritual adulting stays that way. Every day and any time I find myself, how do you know that you are, you're sipping into ingratitude? It's because you complain. And any time I find myself complaining, I back up and I stop and I say, wait a minute. You've been good to me. And I start thanking him. Watch me. And it doesn't take me long to realize that I have more to be thankful for than I could ever have to complain about. Because what you're complaining about, somebody else wants. First Thessalonians 5.18. We're almost there. Here's what the Bible says. In every situation. Now, that's the revelation right there. Because here's sometimes what we say. Well, God, you know, as soon as this changed, I'm going to be thankful. God says, I need you to be thankful in it when it hasn't changed. I need you to be thankful in it. Say every situation. No matter what the circumstances, be thankful. Be is a command. It is an action, which means this is what you need to make yourself do. Make yourself feel it and make yourself show it. So even if you don't like the car you in, while you in this car you got, be th- you better clean that thing. Watch me. Not only do I feel it, but I keep it washed. I keep it armor all. I keep it vacuumed. I keep it clean. Because if I'm thankful with this, I feel like preaching tonight. He's going to trust me with something else. Open up your mouth. Say in every circumstance. You may not have the home that you want. But in the one that you have, I keep it clean. I keep it, I decorated the heck out of this place. I, I made this thing look amazing. I took a bad hand and I played it well. Why? Because I don't only feel thankful, but I show my thankfulness. And when I'm thankful in this, God's going to trust me with that. Be thankful. You maybe got a, a negative doctor's report. You're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Here's what you do. It, with the negative doctor's support, you, you're thankful. Even with the negative doctor's support, you're thankful. Be, watch me. Because if you're not dead, come here. It ain't over. <laughs> come on, Wednesday. If you still got a pulse in your body, that means God still has a plan to turn that thing around. I wish you'd encourage somebody's faith next to you. Fist bump them and say, it's not over. It's not over. But when you're not thankful... You will look at a negative report and you'll stop living life. Have you ever seen someone that got a negative doctor's report? In the moment they got the report, they were doing good until they got the report. And then when they got the report, all of a sudden they began to deteriorate. I want to submit to you that potentially part of the reason why there's sometimes deterioration is because something on the inside begins to focus on the negative instead of the positive. Something on the inside begins to focus on what's not instead of what is. And I'm here to tell you tonight, Wednesday, God says, even in the midst of something you did not want to hear, be thankful. 
Come on, y'all. Even in the midst of something that normally had this happen last year, you would have snapped, crackled, and popped. Had this happen last week, you would have cussed everybody out. But tonight you've learned I got to be thankful. Even if your kids are acting crazy, and they will act crazy. Can I help some of you, especially those of you with sons? Can I help you? Watch me. A lot of times when you see your sons and your daughters who have leadership potential, that leadership potential will come out raw. And when it comes out raw, it comes out in rebellion. They do not know how to channel the inner leader. So it comes out in challenging the only thing they have to lead them, which is you. And when you learn how to be thankful, watch me, that there's a leader on the inside of you. All of a sudden, who was giving you hell is going to become your best advocate. They're going to buy you a house. I feel like prophesying to somebody tonight. They're going to hook you up. They're going to take care of you. Let's look, 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 let's look. This is in every situation, we're almost done, no matter what the circumstance, be thankful. Say, it's a command. Talk when they say it's a command. <laughs> say it like you mean it. Say it's a command. Right, which means this is not a suggestion. Whatever you find yourself in, be thankful. Okay, look at me. That's the start. But watch the next part of the verse. And continually give thanks. That's the spiritual adulting piece. Because it's one thing to come to church on a Wednesday and say, that's right. Come on, Bishop, be thankful. Yes, I ain't repelling. I'm getting ready to receive. It's another thing to go home on Thursday and deal with some circumstances that make you want to holler and still remember to be thankful. He says, continually give thanks to God. Say continually. That means over and 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 when I feel like it and when I don't feel like it and when I want to and when I don't want to and when I'm tired and when I'm not tired and when I feel like shouting and when I wish the person next to me would stop shouting so much when I when I feel like touching my neighbor, when I don't feel like touching my neighbor, when I feel like praying, when I don't feel like praying, uh, watch me. Uh, some people look at you and say, you're a mighty prayer warrior. What they don't know is as many times you were like, God, I, I don't even know. I, sometimes I feel like this might not even be working the way that I wish it was working. But I am too thankful to shut my mouth and not be thankful. So I do it continually over and 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 over. I become so thankful. Watch me. I don't have time to be negative. I become so thankful. I don't have time to complain. I become so thankful. I don't focus on the problem. I focus on the solution. Somebody open your mouth, shout, I'm thankful. When this is, watch me, if you're always busy being thankful, you literally won't have any time to be negative. If you're busy being thankful, you're not going to have any time to complain. Okay, all right, um, um, uh, grab, grab that mirror, actually here, come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up. Where the big mirror? Yeah, grab the big mirror. Now, thankfulness says, I am not letting the circumstance distract me. Watch me. I only got two things to do. One, to, I'm looking to God. Two, I'm checking myself. I don't even have time to be worried about Lottie Dottie and everybody else's business. See, let me help some of you understand why you're gossips, because you ain't got no business. So if you get you some, you won't be in everybody else's. And the truth is, you have some. Instead of watching me looking at the mirror, you look at you staring out the window. Ready? That's me. He says, be thankful and continually give thanks. So if I am, watch me, if I spend all my time giving thanks, I don't have time to be distracted. So when somebody comes with something to distract you, you're not distracted easily. Why? Because I'm continually giving thanks. I'm continually giving thanks. I'm continually giving thanks. And you know, it's hard to start talking negative if the only thing coming out of your mouth is a thank you. 
See, for those of you that watch me that don't like to open your mouth and say anything, I need you to practice in church and make this your practice in your day. So even when depression knocks at your door, no, thank you, Jesus. No, 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 no. Father, I'm thankful that I got life. I'm thankful that I got help. I'm thankful that I got strength. When anxiety knocks at your door, I'm not going to be able to come visit you because I am continually giving thanks to God. You ready? Look at the last part of the verse. Now watch me. You keep being thankful. For this is the will of God for you. This is the will of God for you. What does this mean? Some of you, you struggle saying, God, what is your will for my life? What is your plan for my life? What am I supposed to do? God says, and whatever you're in right now, here's my will. Tell me thank you. Because if you'll thank me right here, once I see that you can't be distracted, once I see that you can't be taken off track, the thing you prayed for, I'm going to upgrade you and say, go on and take this. I wish you'd prophesy to two or three people around you. Just fist bump them and say, upgrades are on the way. Upgrades are on the way. Come on. Say, upgrades are on the way. Hallelujah. 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 I need you to find three more people that look like they got at least a teaspoon of faith. And just tell them, say, upgrades are on the way. Upgrades are on the way. Facebook, upgrades are on the way. YouTube, upgrades are on the way. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's prophesy. Say what I prayed for is coming. Say what I praised for is coming. Say what I sold for is coming. What I believed for is coming. Come on, prophesy. Say, doors are opening. Say, opportunity is coming. Say, favor is falling. In Jesus' name. Why? Because I know how to say thank you. 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 I know how to keep saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Grab a seat. We got to go. <laughs> should have been you that died, but he kept you. It should have been you at that Walmart last night, but he kept you. I wish I had some thankful people in this building and online. Come on, Wednesday. Shout thank you. Shout it again. Shout thank you. Here we go. What is thankful? What is thankful? What is thankful? What is thankful? That car wreck should have killed you, but God. And you owe him a thank you. <laughs> what is thankful? I feel it and I express it. I feel it internal. I express it external. It's not enough Wednesday to say thank you and mean it and say I mean this from my heart. Thank you has to be something that you express with your hands. It's not enough to feel thank you in your heart. You have to express it with your hands. And it starts with God, but it spreads to people. And I wish you would give to people what you have not yet first given to God. Say, I'm thankful. thankful. Last thing, we're out of here. Remaining, remaining thankful, remaining thankful keeps you from tripping. I needed this to be as plain as I could make it. How many of us can be honest that we be tripping sometimes? Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the modern vernacular, tripping. Tripping is simply uh, a nomenclature that refers to the act of tripping, which is when a person steps over something in an excessively violent way that was unnecessary and uncalled for. Allow me to demonstrate what tripping is, also known as tripping for all of my intellectually erudite and scholastically prowessed congregation. 
Somebody got an attitude with you. Trip over that. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, because he ain't here. You figured you was going to get that spot, huh? <laughs> he auditioned. <laughs> that's good. You all right? I mean, I, that looked for real. <laughs> that's good. Okay, no, go, go back down. Go back down. Go back down. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Here's what's crazy about tripping. This is what you tripped over. So because they got an attitude with you, you tripping? Someone's so mad. I ain't mad. That's them. You ready? Okay. 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 Won't you stand? Won't you stand? All right. All right. Okay. All right. Come on back. Come on back. We fall down. Prophesy. We fall down. Stop. Stop tripping so you stop falling. You watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Okay. All right. So uh, when you're thankful, pay attention. The only reason you let that bother you is because you weren't continually being thankful. Because if you were thankful, when you saw the trap, you would have just moved right to the side. Because this wasn't anything to trip over anyhow. Y'all not going to say nothing right now. Well, you know, she spoke to everybody in the house but me. Walk over there and talk to her then. Church people get me sometimes because y'all will trip over the most stupid stuff. And I mean that as violently aggressive as I can say it. Just stupid stuff. Well, you know, she didn't say shalom to me, so I ain't got nothing to say to her. If you don't open your mouth and say shalom, you're, you're childish. Well, Bishop didn't comment on my comments. I ain't coming back to the church. Baby, bye. You should try those games with people who play them. I didn't like tricks, so I, watch me. So I bought the school. Y'all quit going to recess. I said, I'm a businessman. Let me get to school. Change the schedule. Attention. When you're thankful, you're not paying attention to these trivial things. It's like, this doesn't even deserve my attention. So why am I to Look at this scripture. We're out of here. Look at Philippians. Do not be anxious or worried about, look at what's underlined, anything. Say anything. In Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, anything means. In Greek, the language of our New Testament, anything means. Watch this. But in everything. In everything. Every circumstance and situation. Watch what he says. By prayer. Look at the next part. And petition. Watch this next line. With thanksgiving. Wait a minute. Make your specific request known to God. Now, here's the revelation. Say revelation. revelation. Let me give you the revelation, and then I'm going to let you run. Here's the revelation. God says, you're only tripping because you're worried and you have anxiety about something you were supposed to pray about. The only reason you carried it is because you didn't give it to me to carry the only reason you losing sleep and I never sleep nor slumber, that's dumb for both of us to be up. Somebody ought to lay down and take a nap. You better look over at somebody and say, lay down and take a nap. I, you said, your stressing ain't going to fix it. I just don't know what I'm going to do. You should probably chill out and stop tripping. Whenever I find myself tripping, I have to. <laughs> no, let's be honest. How many of you know that you can trip? There are certain things I have to protect myself from because I know it, it will trigger a trip. <laughs> There's certain things that, and, and listen, when I trip, yes, sir. Yes, sir. woe unto the man. 
so, so, so I know it's just, it's just, this is the infant triple this. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't, mm -mm, not right now. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No, just hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Uh -uh. Bishop, have you made a decision about that? No. Because if I decide now, it's going to be the end of minister society for somebody. Listen, I. Some of y'all trying to figure out, what is he saying? Don't worry about it. Look, 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 look. Whenever I find myself tripping, this is the verse we have to go to. Whenever you find yourself tripping, this is the verse we have to go to. He says, he says, do not worry. Do not be anxious about what? Anything. But in everything, in every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, here's the line, with? So what am I thanking him for, though? You ready? First, here's the revelation. I'm thanking him for what he's already done. How many of you can look back over your life and say there's a lot to be thankful for? But number two, I'm thanking him for what he is currently doing. Because if you stop tripping long enough, you'll be able to look around and see that God is working. Oh, my God. Is there anybody in the building, anybody online, where if you stop tripping for a moment, you can look around and say, I'm making progress here. I'm making steps of progress here. And I can see results here. But watch me. Here's the shout. But I'm also thanking him that what I just prayed for, he's about to make that happen. I'm thanking him for what he did for what he's doing and for what he's going to do. Come on, Wednesday, we're going home. Open up your mouth and say, God, I thank you for what you're doing, for what you've already done, and for what you're about to do. Say, great things are coming my way. Say, and you're going to blow my mind. Come on, Wednesday, say, you're going to blow my mind. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Look at this. He says, don't worry. Don't have any anxiety. It's a command. He says, don't trip. Don't. Don't. Oh, my God. They just called. Stop. <laughs> For some of you, you ready? Here's my assignment is that you trip so much, you can trip yourself into a valley. And here's the trip. The valley is not even real. It's one you've constructed for yourself. It's not even real. It ain't even a real valley. You laying in a ditch on the side of the street. Lord, I'm just in this valley, Jesus. And Lord, it's so rough, Lord. And God is like. <laughs> this is what we're tripping over? Well, so-and-so don't want to be my friend no more. They were never your friend. you can never lose a friend. If we were really friends, I could never lose you. So for those of you, I just lost so many friends. You didn't lose a friend. God revealed an enemy. And just because they sit at your table and eat your food does not mean that they are your friend. Everybody likes free meals. Here's about eyes closed in this building and online. Can you just lift your hands and just tell them thank you? It's not them, it's you. It's not them, it's you. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be grateful for. And while you're focusing on who did you wrong, God says, but look at all of the ones who did you right. While you're focusing on the one that wasn't there for you, there's so many more that have never left your side that would cut somebody for you, that would fight for you, that will 
Give God glory for you that will expect the best out of you. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, there's more for me than against me. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're in this building or online tonight, you need to become a Christian. Tonight's your night. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful, tonight's your night to recommit yourself to him. Thirdly, if you like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I, I don't want to leave this building. I don't want to log off not being sure. If that's you on three in the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. It's not them, it's you. Don't trip. If you need to give your life to the Lord, this is your moment. God, draw your people right now. I come against any distraction that would stop them from coming to you. In Jesus' name. On the count of three. Hands up in this building. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself, Lord, to be sure. Online, do the hand with your emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up wherever you are. I, I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Come on, church. Thank God for hands that are up in this building on a Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Come on. Can we let God know we're thankful for people coming to him tonight? Hallelujah. Now, everybody, just pray this with me. I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together. Pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart, that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. I'm thankful because you've been good to me. I'm thankful because you are currently good to me. And I'm thankful that you're going to keep being good to me. Your grace is with me. Your favor is with me. Your blessing is with me. My future looks brighter. In Jesus' name, amen. You can open your eyes. Why do you have us to do that, Bishop, so that when people around you are making decisions, you ain't staring at them when they're trying to make a decision for the Lord. All you need to do is scan the QR code that's on the screen. Or text the word decision to the phone number 877 Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee? Give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.